this is another show of the Takeaway Kids. I'm Janet, currently based in Copenhagen, and together with me is Simona. We have yes, Simona. I'm broadcasting from Amsterdam. Yeah, and that's kind of new. Um, it's been a while, as you guys might have noticed, and Janet and I also noticed ourselves because we saw that our last podcast was recorded and broadcasted in April 2019, and in the meantime, it's February 2020. So a lot, a lot has happened. I'm back in Amsterdam. And we're picking up the podcast game again. Oh, welcome back in Europe. Lovely having you here. So we've been going back and forth what the topic for this podcast should be. And one of the things that we talked about, or well, one of the many topics that we talked about was Asian rituals and beliefs and all the crazy shit our parents have taught us. Um, I think that when you have any other background than the country where you live in, there's always shit that parents tell you that you should do or you shouldn't do. That just doesn't make sense for a Western mindset. So, Simona, you said something about your parents pinching your little sister's nose. Um, this is a one that that they still keep on bringing up. My sister was born. She's a latecomer. She's nine years younger than I am, and I can still remember this very vividly. Uh, she was born, and she looked super, super cute. You know, most of the Asian babies look super cute when they're just born. Also, Chinese parents they have this beauty standard in mind which is one very big eyes two a very high nose as you might have noticed most asian people have flat noses and three the mouth has to be round it has me you need to have full lips and then four of course you also need bright clear white skin and i think that my sister ticked most of the boxes but according to my parents her nose was a little bit too too flat So I think my grandparents and also family told them if you just keep on pinching it uh, every day, just for a couple of moments, then when she grows up, her nose will become higher <laughs> because it's the same. I think rhetoric with when you put your baby to sleep, you know, and the back of the head becomes uh, very flat because they always sleep on one side, and you kind of train it. No, but the so thing they is, thought if you train it, but yeah. the thing is though, the head is very soft and flexible very very tight canal to come out so the whole reason why your head is so moldable is because it's flat it's soft your nose however your nose however yeah it's your yeah, nose I don't know. and the things change though because if you look at the photos from i don't know 20 years ago does your face still look the same things change and maybe if you're just born things still you maybe have more influence on how I mean, you can change it maybe Just like facial massages. Not true. Not true. The the craziest. Well, okay, wait. Crazy Chinese shit is taking over to you. Facial massages is That's real. That's what though. I mean. So if facial massages are real, but yeah, yeah, but but but, but that has all to do with muscles. What if it's not a muscle? A, a nasal muscle. You're no. You sound like a crazy mom, okay? I've been in a crazy mom. for too long, and I've been surrounded by my mom for too long. <laughs> like they, they even got into my head thinking that I can influence how my daughter, my future daughter, someone look like just by pinching or pulling their face. Oh, but then talking about birth and babies, like the craziest thing to me, and the worst thing is, is that I still don't know what I would do. But the craziest thing to me is. The whole not showering for a month after you gave birth. So this idea that um, Chinese women have is that you, after you know you're pushing out the baby, your entire body is so sensitive and all your pores are open 
So you shouldn't be in water because the water would get into your your body and would get mm-hmm. into your bones uh, and this would come back later in life by giving you arthritis or whatever so you're not supposed to to bathe for a month but you could have some kind of tea wiping so you you, you bowl uh, some water with some tea and you wipe yourself with that it sounds crazy like honestly i couldn't imagine not washing my hair for more than two days but at the same time i'm like chinese moms are so healthy when they're 50 or 60 and when i see their counterparts of in the Netherlands, they look different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of Just things different. to say there. It's a, of course, it's not only the burning part. It's also a different diet, and Chinese people avoid the sun as hell. So I think that's part of it. But fat ankles. Have you ever seen a Chinese yeah. mom with fat that's ankles? True. That's no. true. And that's called cellulite. I haven't seen a lot of Chinese moms with cellulite or Chinese aunties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it might it's be genes as well. I'm not very really sure when I would see any upper legs from a Chinese auntie. Well, I've seen them in underwear. I don't know why. My mom, when she had my sister and me, she stayed inside of the house. Indeed, didn't go out at any time for an entire month. Yeah. I like yeah. that though. I, yeah, you, your body needs rest, I think. Because I think, I'm going to say, I think it's crazy, but there's no judgment in it. I think that everybody should do whatever they feel comfortable with. I think it's crazy when I see um, here in Denmark, that moms take their their baby out for a walk on the yeah. third or fourth day yeah. or something like that. Whereas I think that literally all you should be doing, and I don't know, it's so easy to talk about yeah. this shit when you don't have a baby. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I can understand this idea of cocooning for a month together with your husband, trying to get to know this little human thing that you have to take care of in the comfort of your own safety yeah, space. Yeah, like the safety space could also be outdoors. If outdoors has always been your, your safety space, I see people doing that. I just, I would be too fragile on my third day after giving birth. I think I would literally pee everything on there. I think I would, like nothing there would be in control and I wouldn't trust myself or my body to go outside. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I wouldn't, but also going back to your question. So I asked my mom well, what she did mm-hmm. and she stayed home. She cocooned with her daughters and with her husband she was taking care of she also had her mom to come visit her she did not shower for an entire month she also just wiped and i think she didn't even have visitors over the first month just out of my head um yeah. but i did ask her this year hey mom do you think that we should also do this when we have kids and she's like well this is a very old belief and this made sense in the older days because in the older days there was no heating in your house and your house would be full of holes so wind would come through. So if you would wash yourself, you would almost certainly get a cold or you would get sick. So that's why you shouldn't take a bath or shower. Mm -hmm. So you you should only clean yourself in order to make sure to not catch any colds or or get sick. She said, but nowadays you have heaters inside, you have warm water. Those old beliefs can be copy pasted. So she said, I think in your case, you can just shower, but just make sure that you stay inside and recover from giving birth. But you don't have to take it yeah. that strict. Fair enough. That's a good I point. do know that in China, when I lived there, there are entire programs and even facilities designed and built around this. Women can just go into a facility. Uh, they're being washed. They're, uh, they have Because you also need to eat certain types of foods and drink certain types of soups and yeah. herbal teas and whatever. So they get these served also during the entire day. They have these little aunties and aunties taking care of them for an entire month. Either they deliver it to your house or you get into this, I've just given birth 
sort of child center and they take care of you. It's very <laughs> lucrative business in uh, in China. That sounds nice though. If somebody's yeah. taking care yeah. of you. So would you do it? I don't know, man. I already feel itchy just by thinking about it. But then at well, the same what do you time, have to like... lose, right? Just the months of your freshness. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I think like, oh, I don't know. I can just imagine all the stuff that's going on down there. But you can wipe it. Uh, just put some I, I, on it. Yeah. I'll take the decision if I ever have to take the decision. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it from there. We'll report um, back once we have babies. I, I think that this podcast is going to bite us in the ass at some point. <laughs> it's blackmail material for later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. it will just be like, Simona, do you remember like when you gave birth, you will not go out for a month? <laughs> and then you see an Instagram post of me on day number five. Ah, da, 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 in the park with my baby, doing push-ups. Yeah, getting warm again. Yeah, I can't see myself doing that. <laughs> Crazy mom brain. Okay, oh, yes. all right. Next one. Another thing. There's also something, and I think that there's even a big difference between where you're from and where my parents are from, but there are so many rules about food, good food, bad food, hot food, cold food, when to eat it, when not to eat it. I honestly cannot keep up. And I know that every single thing they say, there's a core of truth in it. I just like to prove the difference, even though it probably will give Why would you want to prove the difference, though? Sometimes... Ice water is nice, okay? Sometimes you want to drink something else than hot water and tea. Yes. Yes. Okay. Just for your own comfort, it is. I, I remember when I lived in um, in Singapore, and my dad is from Singapore, but it was the first time for me living in Asia, and it was quite a culture shock-ish for me. And also, I was quite young. I think I was 20 or something. And I remember, like, in Singapore, you have all these food hawker centers. And I was going for lunch there with my coworkers. And uh, first of all, I ate, like, laksa, my favorite dish every day. And they were like, oh, you shouldn't eat that because there's uh, coconut milk in it. They're like, it's fine. I'm 20. My metabolism is out of the roof, <laughs> sky high. I never gained weight. That also came to bite me in the ass. But then... I had a watermelon juice next to it. And, you know, watermelon juice is super nice. And I don't think that we as Dutch no. ever think about it. And then my coworkers were like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't drink that. It's bad for your what? stomach. And I'm like, I decide myself if it's bad or not. But literally, as soon as I was finished eating, I had to uh, run to the toilet. So, yeah, it was wasn't bad Wasn't it because stomach. you were at the food stalls and the hockey centers? You sure it was the... No, no, no. No, it's Singapore. It's Singapore yeah, is, is so clean. clean. But, no... No, no, no. No, it's Singapore. Okay, it's Singapore yeah, is, is so clean. But no. No, no. But I also remember, like, didn't you also say something yeah. about ginger? That, that's, uh, and... Edgar, he loves ginger tea, especially in the evenings just before going to bed. So I think we were visiting my mom and he was preparing his ginger tea for the night after dinner. This was a little, like, where people have espresso, he has ginger tea. And then she told him, you can't have ginger after 5 p.m. because ginger heats up your body. And if you are preparing to go to bed you don't want your hot body to be heating up you want to cool it down so you should drink i don't know hot water <laughs> and not the ginger i think what, what she told us was you can drink it in the mornings and in the afternoon also to get a bit energized but don't drink it after 5 p.m because then your body won't calm down and it kind of makes sense you know when you explain it like that like yeah ginger does heat things up but then you're like have you ever felt bad after no, drinking some ginger tea? And I also tea drank ginger tea and I fell asleep peacefully. It was fine. But still, you're so programmed to just yes. then not do it, anyways, because yeah. 
Yeah, they told just in to case. Just in case. To. Don't do it. I, I do have when I was growing up, they also told you, for instance, that chocolate and chips, when you would eat that, your body would get um, hot. Yeah. yeah. Hey. And, and I would notice that. How do you say that in Mandarin? So in dialect, in Winter dialect, it's Chinese. If you translate that to Mandarin, it's Does it then also mean hot air? It doesn't. Maybe in Mandarin, it, it, they, they will say air. They will add the air to it. But in the in dialect, you just literally say eat warm, eat hot, makes it hot. I don't really know, you know, which foods are hot and which foods are cold. But so in Cantonese, you would say it, it will give you yi hei. And it makes sense, though, because sometimes you just feel bad and your throat is just kind of yeah. itchy or feeling funny. And then you're like, yeah, I ate fries. Yeah. Hot and foods. it's fried. Funny in yes, even doyan like the smelly food yeah. is hot or mango is hot. Yeah. Some of them don't make sense to me. I think that all the the chips and unhealthy like yeah, it makes sense. Like when you're sick, you probably should eat fries. I have a list sense. Here. Examples of cooling foods are apple, banana, grapefruit, kiwi, lemon, oranges, pear, persimmons, barley, buckwheat, millet, clams, cheese, chicken eggs, crabs, and then warm foods are apricots, cherries, chestnuts, coconuts. There you go. Honestly, Butter. honestly, we could make an entire podcast about yeah. this whole hot yeah. shit, yeah. cold shit. Because it's something that doesn't come through in Western culture at all, I believe. Like, I don't think that our Dutch friends would per se say like, oh, you know, when you're sick, you probably shouldn't eat. No. But I do start to realize, and I think it's also because I've been listening to a couple of health podcasts, and maybe also because I lived too long in Asia, that it's good added value, good knowledge. And maybe the Western part or the West just still needs to catch up, whereas everything was super scientific and everything is solved through medicine not all the foods of course but there is a core i think of truth of the hot and the cold foods and what is warming and, and cooling mm -hmm. properties for your body and whereas in western medicine you would get antibiotics and medicine in chinese traditional medicine they will tell you to leave the fries and don't eat the chocolate and let your body heal in its natural and own way i would like that's very yeah. true yeah yes but it's also a lot of mindset, I think. What I tried to say earlier is I believed in it firmly when I was little and I would eat the chocolate and the fries and it would, my throat would be sore the next day because you ate hot food. I do that nowadays and I don't have that anymore. So I don't know what happened. My mom tells me that my body got used to it. Yeah. <laughs> you got immune. You trained your body yeah. you used to it. In a way, our body is just yeah. hot right now. Another thing that is kind of crazy and I kind of still don't want to do it, but then I end up doing it and feeling bad is wet hair. Like I remember back as a kid, we would have these swimming lessons and my dad would bring me there uh, every week uh, and I would swim. And then afterwards, you know, everybody would just get dressed and just run out and, you know, continue their day. And my dad forced me to sit under this blow dryer for at least half an hour until my entire head mm. was dry. And still now until this day, I feel super bad to go out of the door with wet hair, but I do it because I don't have time to like completely dry my hair um, but I can hear my dad talking into my ear like Janet you're biking with what hair you're gonna get a headache you're gonna get sick and I know for sure mm -hmm. there's a point in it but still our western counterparts they do whatever they want um, to do I do have to say here though I had classmates uh, when I was going to primary school 
their mom would also not let them come to school with wet hair. Or when they would have wet hair, they would have to wear their hats because otherwise they would catch a cold. So I feel that some Western parents somewhere got a memo that wet hair is not good for your children and they get a, mm. they will catch a cold. But I've seen it also more in the Asian culture. So perhaps this is a good one for everybody that's listening to this podcast right now. We know that a lot of you have an Asian background as well, but especially those that have a Western background, a European background, let us know what, what is normal for you. Did your parents allow you to run around with wet hair outside or did you have to blow dry it yeah. as well? That would be interesting. I think growing up for me, not so much. Not that not that I can remember. It wasn't that strong. And also nowadays, I just go out with wet hair. I don't blow dry because somewhere I read that blow drying is really bad for your hair. So I don't dare to blow dry my hair anymore. I had three friends visiting, Asian friends, I have to say, for the last couple of weeks. And when I told them I didn't have a hair dryer in the house, they were appalled. They were like, how do you get out of the house? And are you sure you want to go out with wet hair? It's going to make you sick. And even if you don't get sick right now, you'll notice when you get older, maybe it will fry your brain. Oh, and that for sure is the argument that my mom yep. uses for everything as well. You won't notice it today, but you will notice yes. it when you're sick. Probably Jan, we're going to die very, very early with all the stupid stuff that we do. The stupid Western stuff as Asian kids. It's okay. We ate a lot of good fries. <laughs> and all the mayonnaise that we want in our lives, yes. <laughs> and I think with that, exactly. that's also the end of our first podcast of 2020. Woo! Woo! How did that go? Okay. Pretty painless. All right. For all the listeners out there, the two listeners that we still have left over, we love you all. Let us know if you listen to the podcast. Give us a like. Share it with your friends. We know it took us almost a year, but we'll be back soon again. Maybe. <laughs> 2021. All right, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.